On today's episode, we're going to be talking about what humility is, what it's not, and why you need it on Soul Zero Two. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. So glad to be with you today. And today we're going to be talking about uh, humility is greatness. The, the idea that real humility is is greatness, not not power not seizing control, not uh, not being important, not having the big title. Uh, those have nothing to do with greatness, according to the scriptures, according to what God says. And um, so what is humility today? And, and why should we care? All right. So what what is it? What what is what is this thing called humility? And why should you and I care about it? Why, you know, why is it such a big deal? Maybe the best way to look at it is, is to see what humility is not. Um, some think that maybe humility is low self-esteem or lack of confidence or having your head bowed or uh, pacifism or allowing yourself to be picked on. Uh, those things might be humble. But let me just get rid of those ideas right up front. Humility is not humiliation. Some think that the more they condemn themselves, the more humble they are, the more the more lower they are, the more wretched they are, the more humble they are. And yet nothing can be a greater source of pride than to pride yourself on being humble, on, on being that low. But also humility is humility is not this. It's not based on how much you sin. In the old medieval times, sometimes people thought, well, I'm just a humble sinner, so I'm humble. And, but Paul didn't say, uh, I'm the chief of sinners because every day he woke up and said, let me see how I can sin and let me live as I please. He didn't say that because of that. Uh, this cannot mean what Paul consciously, deliberately meant. Uh, it, it, it could not mean that every day he got up and he just sinned. What it meant was this, that Paul was contrasting his utter lostness with the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And so... To say I'm the chief of sinners is basically saying, man, God's grace was so powerful in my life that, that that's what happened to me. But also, humility is not this. It's not letting yourself be used or abused. What is spiritual or what's so spiritual or virtuous about letting someone bully you? Now, we know about the scripture that says, turn the other cheek. We know that and we get that. Uh, but I don't think it means that that if someone is, is abusing someone in your family or hurting them, that you should not step in and do anything. That's not humility. That's the opposite of humility. And there's a time to be quiet and there's a time to stand up, right? If, if you read Ecclesiastes, you know, the, the chapter three on time, there's a time and a season for all things. So, so if that's not humility, then what is humility? What does it mean to say that, that, uh, that, you know, I'm humble or you're humble. What, what is humility? Um, humility is this. It is standing, or the, rather the starting point to God and to spiritual growth. Humility has been defined this way by Andrew Murray. It's, it's the best definition I've come across. It's the place of entire dependence on God. It is the first duty and the root of every virtue. So if you really want to grow, if you really want to mature, if you really want to want to be more than you are, as a person, let God be the only person that has your supreme dependence. Let your heart be totally reliant and dependent on God and who He is. 
and that is the beginning of humility. And in other words, it's not a gift or grace, this humility, but it's the very root from which all the gifts and graces come from. And, and this is coming from, again, Andrew Murray. And we find that that when, when we have this, this humility, when we learn that we, that God has to be uh, my starting point, when we learn that, then we're ready to begin advancing and growing in many stages. But also humility is, is this. It's a consciousness of who you are in relation to God. Now, there's a curious verse in the scriptures that John the Baptist, just a quote that he said when, when he spoke of Jesus. He said this, I must decrease, he must increase. And boy, is that a mouthful. It, he didn't just mean it literally, but that should be a bit for all of us. That the more Jesus increases in my life, the less of me there is, the less of my self-will and selfishness and self-assertiveness and ambition, the less of that there is because it's all about serving God and saying, look, God, what do you want? Lord, does it please you if I do this or that? And so it's, it's a, always a consciousness of who I am in relation to God, that God is everything. And in relation to God, I'm nothing. And that's why Paul said on the chief of sinners, he said, I'm nothing, but by his grace, I'm something, if that makes any sense at all. Because the cross does not destroy your personality. It doesn't destroy who God wants you to be. It destroys your self-will. And so we find another thing that, that it does, or that it is rather, humility is this, it's letting God be all in all. And what do we mean by that? When in God's eyes, you are nothing. When in God's eyes, I am nothing. Then that's the starting point that you can be everything God is calling you to be. Because the more of me there, there is in the equation, the more I get in trouble, the more imperfect my life will become, the more trouble, troubled I am. Um, I've heard people say, well, you know, I got this, I can do this. And, you know, and that's, that's okay. But when God says, I want you to serve me, that whole equation has to change. It has to be by God's grace, I got this. By God's help, I got this. Because He is my all in all. And there's nothing else or nothing that I can do to really make me better, you know, to, to make me do anything apart from God. And so what does humility do? We find in the scriptures that when we, when we, when we look at humility... Uh, that there are many things but to talk about, but humility, 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 humility rather, it, it attracts you to God. It makes you more appealing to God, humility. And in fact, there's a scripture to show what I mean in, in James uh, 4, 6, right? Where it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God opposes the proud. In other words, pride repels God. Pride turns God off. Pride does not bring God to my side. In fact, it does the opposite. It pushes him away. There's an old saying by some historian, an old Greek saying, that whom the gods would destroy, they first make mad with power. So, in a, in a secular sense, even the gods hate pride. 
But on the other hand, humility, on the other hand, attracts God. And God is drawn to those, the scriptures tell us, who have a broken heart. But also, humility elevates the, the ordinary. What do I mean by that? Pride says, it's below me to clean that toilet at work. We pay people to do that. And, you know, I'm, you know, who I am, so I'm not going to touch toilets. And pride says, I'm above that, or that is below me, or that person is below me. Let someone below my station take care of that. But yet, there's a beautiful definition, or rather, rather uh, another quote by Andrew Murray that I really like about lowly work. And, and, and this is the part of, of the title we talked about, that hu true humility is greatness, right? And, and this is what Andrew Murray said. I'll, I'll just show it to you really quick here. But um, Andrew Murray said this. He said, the meanness or... In other words, those are his words, the lack of dignity of work never lowers the person. The person honors and elevates the work and imparts his own worth even to the humblest service. And that's Andrew Murray. Isn't that powerful when you think about it? That just when we think that something is going to degrade us, God says, no, if you do it in humility... It's going to elevate you. It's going to elevate what you're doing and make it important because you are lending your own dignity to it. This is why Jesus said, whoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. In other words, the, the highest person should be the greatest servant. And th this is the kingdom. This is not uh, worldly ideas based on importance and title. And, you know, who am I? You know, I'm a big shot. Um, Jesus also said in Matthew 23, 11, he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. This is, this is Jesus, man, uh, speaking here. And that's a powerful thought. And we find that, that humility is the opposite of the world's idea of what is great and what is important and what is grand and what is awesome. In the world, what, it, what the world deems as as great and honorable and important is usually the very opposite of what the kingdom sees as, as honorable and important. Today we worship our athletes, we worship our actors, we worship people that do these grand things and say they are great because of all these things they have done. But in the gospel, we are only great because of what God has done. And our greatness is only because of His grace in us. Without His grace, we can do nothing. If Jesus were among us today, I believe that the world would want to elevate him. They would want to honor him and place him on this pedestal and, and give him his own social media account and give him all this money and lavish all these things on him. Yet Jesus said very specifically in Mark 10.45, he said, For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So Jesus would quickly disabuse people of that idea that he is here uh, to be, to have the best seat in the house and to have the best life. And Jesus proved this by none other, by doing none other than washing people's feet. And there is a faith tradition uh, in, in one of the, I think it's called the Church of God of Prophecy, where people literally wash each other's feet 
and there are other faith traditions that do it, but they wash each other's feet just to to exercise humility towards each other. And but I believe that it's more than washing feet, even though washing feet is important, right? Especially in the Old Testament, you know, the old days where people would walk on the roads and their feet were filthy. Um, when we speak of, of washing feet, we speak of metaphorically washing feet because it affects different feet that you may have to wash in your life. I want you to think about the, the disciples for a minute, what Jesus had to do for the disciples and different feet he had to wash. I want you to think about uh, Judas, the first one, right? He's the most obvious one. He was the traitor, right? Jesus washed his feet. James was, he had anger issues. Jesus washed his feet. Matthew was an outcast because he was a tax collector. He was a pariah in society. Jesus washed his feet. Peter was impulsive. Jesus washed his feet. Thomas was a daughter. Jesus washed his feet. John, he was ambitious and he wanted to be first. Uh, he, he was one of the sons of thunder. Jesus washed his feet and he washed the rest of the disciples' feet. They all had issues and he washed their feet. What am I saying? There are different feet you're going to have to wash in your life. And when I say feet, I don't mean literally because in these times we don't wash feet anymore. But there are different people you're going to have to serve or humble yourself in front of. People you don't like, people who annoy you, people who hurt you, people who, who aggravate you. But there's something about humility that elevates what you're doing and it destroys what Satan wants to do instead in your life. So Jesus washed all their feet and I want to close with a little prayer that I came across and uh, a beautiful prayer against pride because pride is the ultimate enemy of humility. And it goes something like this, Lord, let me not think too highly of myself. Nothing and no one comes before you. Have mercy on this proud heart of mine. Grant me the grace never to raise myself above anyone. Only then can I be kind considerate and charitable to others. Kill the pride within me. Make me not I-centered, but other-centered. Rid me of my bloated self-esteem. Impress on me my nothingness without you. So I want you to be encouraged today that God is not looking for you to be, to destroy your personality and to destroy who he made. What he's looking is for him to be the primary one in your life, the one that you put first. And for him, in relation to you, to be everything and you nothing without him. So if you enjoy this podcast, make sure you leave a like and check out our, our uh, check out our, our Facebook and our YouTube and uh, check out our, our content there and recommend us to a friend. Until next time, uh, so glad to be with you. God bless you.